It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Eat me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, the best place to play DFS. They got an awesome Saturday slate of Christmas. Say that fast a couple of times. Saturday slate. Fun to say. It's sponsored by Crocs, by the way, which is amazing because Crocs are amazing. It's also the best place to place any bets at DK Sportsbook. It is crunch time for a lot of people out there. It is the fantasy football semifinals. Everybody else, you should be playing DFS. It's awesome. Over at DraftKings, makes it way more interesting. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. You can check out all the helmets and game balls if you check us out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And I already mentioned the YouTube star of this show, Joe Dolan, the absolute rock star. So are all the dudes over at FantasyPoints.com where you use the code 21FEAST. If you are done with your fantasy season, like a lot of people are, go ahead, subscribe to FantasyPoints.com, A, so you get better for next year, and B, so that you can win DFS. I don't know why Joe just showed us his couch on his monitor. That was entertaining at FG underscore Dolan, because he is the fantasy gangster. Of course, the promo code is 21FEAST. Joe, why did you just pan to the right? Well, this is live radio, Ross, and uh, apparently my microphone was unplugged. So uh, I had to plug it back in. Uh, So (laughs) that way I can talk to you. So that's why I did it. And uh, I have this iMac, which is, by the way, highly recommended. Apple, throw me a sponsorship. You know, Dolan. That, that's going to put that company over the top, Ross. <laughs> if, if Apple gets the sponsors the Fantasy Feast podcast, that'll take it to the next level, that scrappy company. No, I have this iMac, and all the ports are in the back, and my microphone came unplugged, so I had to plug it back in. That's what happened. That was awesome. All right, what's not really awesome, Joe, is what's going on with COVID and the Omicron no. variant. So I guess my question for you, I guess people that are playing DFS can just wait till game day. But yes. people that are in semifinals, okay, do you have advice <laughs> regarding how to handle these strange times? Uh, Ross, this is the holiday season, right? And people celebrate in the way that they celebrate. Those people people um, have their traditions. If you've become a lapsed churchgoer, I would consider going. And, and sit, sit down in the pews, say a couple of prayers and say, Lord, please don't let my players go on the COVID list. That's my advice to you. Because I, I don't know what, what's going on here, Ross, with uh, the teams that... The only thing I can think of is if a team has a couple of guys on the COVID list. And you're like, oh boy, well, we know the Chiefs have some guys on the COVID list. And I, the, the advice I'm going to have for them is the same, pray. Um, if a team has a couple of guys on the COVID list, maybe not your player. But a couple of guys are on the COVID list. Let's just say, oh, um, le- okay, here's, here's for instance. The Jaguars apparently just put Travis Etienne on the COVID list. Well, you might say, why does that matter? Why does Travis Etienne matter? 
Well, because he's out for the season. Well, here's the problem. He is still in the building. He is still going to meetings. Maybe if you have James Robinson, go pick up Carlos Hyde. You know, something like that. Ross, we are in, uh, I wish I could say unprecedented times, but these are precedented. It happened last year. Um, And just hope the NFL's new protocols get these guys cleared faster. That's all I can say. Um, I I wish I could have said earlier in this season, hey, make sure you get some prizes for regular season success because these playoffs are kind of coming down to a crapshoot of who's available from COVID, who's not available from COVID. Um, uh, Unfortunately, that's the case right now. But maybe handcuff your players uh, if you have really good players. Um, I mean, it would have worked out last week, obviously, with Leonard Fournette. But otherwise, Ross, I think you're just playing a hoping game and hope that the NFL's new protocols, which it clearly went to because um, – uh, which he clearly went to because they want to get players available. Let's not let's not uh, let's not stand on ceremony here. That's why the NFL is doing it. It doesn't want players to miss key games, um, regardless of their of their status, um, and just hope that those protocols clear the players. Wow, what a mess! You said it, Joe. Um, it absolutely is. Huh. The good news is, as we're recording this Wednesday at eleven, as we always do, Ian Rappaport said. There are no new COVID cases in Kansas City today. That's good news. Uh, Let's start with a huge Thursday night game. Uh, I think we lucked out on this one. You've got the eight and six Niners, nine and five Titans. Dante Foreman is like a thing, I think, Joe, as a fantasy guy. Yeah. Um, He also picked up what looked like a foot or an ankle injury late in that game. So keep an eye on Deontay Foreman. But he had 22 carries to nine for Hilliard and Jeremy McNichols for six. Here's the problem. Deontay Foreman doesn't run passing routes. He was third in the um, uh, in in the backfield in routes last week. So the big question here for both teams, Ross, this is going to become a theme. It was a theme last week, is availability. Julio Jones, his body has betrayed him yet again. I would seriously doubt he plays in this game as he's tweaked that hamstring for a third time this season. The Titans do potentially have A.J. Brown back this week from IR. Mike uh, Vrabel was getting a little wishy-washy about, well, you know, he's going to do a little bit more and we're optimistic, but I think that, that that's going to come down to maybe we'll hear later today. Maybe it'll be a game time decision for the Titans. So keep an eye on the status of both Foreman, which I don't think is too serious and that of AJ Brown. I mean, uh, right now for the Titans, the only guys you can really consider um, are Deontay Foreman and maybe Nick Westbrook, Akina, Akina ran 36 routes. Do you know Ross who ran the second most routes? Of Tennessee Titans wide receivers this week. Um, no, I was going to say the guy you just said. How about Cody Hollister? Wow, is there a more perfect first name for a guy whose last name is Hollister than Cody? Yeah, what's up, dudes? Um, <laughs> uh, like, uh, dude. I, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what else to say. Um, just a horrible uh, luck for the Tennessee Titans. Still in the driver's seat to win that AFC South, though. And if they get to the playoffs, maybe Julio, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry will be able to share the field once again. What about the other side for the Niners? Um, Again, availability concerns here for Elijah Mitchell. Now, Debo Samuel, if you have Debo, you probably want Mitchell to play. Because in games that Mitchell hasn't played... Debo Samuel has been getting a lot of work out of the backfield. And I talked about this last week. It is not that you can sit Debo Samuel. He has been awesome, but he is still 
a little touchdown dependent and those rushing touchdowns. Fortunately, they haven't dried up. He got another one last week. And the good news is he also had four for 60 receiving. He got five targets and he was out there as a full-time player. He ran a route on 23 of the team's 25 passing plays. So Debo Samuel is back to being a full-time player. Here's the deal with San Francisco. If you want to stream Jimmy Garoppolo, it's possible. He's averaging over 9.0 yards per attempt over the past few weeks. He has done a good job. The problem last week was he only had one touchdown pass because they were getting it done on the ground. Jeffrey Wilson, Debo Samuel, Kyle Juszczyk all had rushing touchdowns. And George Kittle, well, with Travis Kelsey on the COVID list, George Kittle's right up there with Mark Andrews in the tight end you trust the most. Let's move on to the Saturday slate. First game, it's the Browns at the Packers. I would expect the Browns to get Baker Mayfield back for this game and mm. Kevin Stefanski and Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis What does Landry. that mean? Yeah, um, it means they're going to have a little bit more firepower to take on the Packers. I still don't think they're going to have enough firepower to take on the Packers to win in this game. Um, and let's keep an eye, uh, by the way, for the Browns on the tight end position, which has a bunch of guys hurt and or on the COVID list, uh, because um, you might be able to stream somebody here. But, I mean, I don't know how much you can take away from the passing game numbers for the Browns with Nick Mullins at quarterback. You know, Mullins signs a few days before the game comes in. And, you know, overall, I think plays valiantly. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones has a couple of bad drops, which which affect uh, Nick Mullins and might have cost them that game. But, obviously, you know the passing game has much more upside. If Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry are out there, hopefully they get those guys back. Uh, but with Kareem Hunt out, Nick Chubb has been, uh, I mean, you play Nick Chubb. That's what you do. He was He's uh, had a, a season-high 66% of the snaps in back-to-back games with Kareem Hunt out. So Kareem Hunt can't play. Dearness Johnson hasn't really been getting it done. Um, I would consider Nick Chubb a slam-dunk RB1. Um, let's just hope the Browns get offensive linemen back, and I would think that will be the case for this Saturday's game. And the Packers, pretty narrow fantasy team. Yeah, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who uh, had a big game against Baltimore. I've been calling for one of those all year, and he finally had one. He's now on the COVID list, unfortunately. So keep an eye on his status, because he is certainly in the wide receiver three conversation. Um, Baltimore was not going to let Devontae Adams beat them last week, so Marquez Valdez-Scantling did. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's out there wearing the cancel culture hoodie, Ross. I don't know. What he, I don't know what has he's been canceled from, but right now for me, he's the front runner for NFL MVP. And I don't think the writers are going to hold his, uh, let's just say his stances against him if he continues to play the way that he has been playing. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, this is a backfield split. And I think you hope for touchdowns. Fortunately for Green Bay, you got touchdowns from both Jones and Dillon last week. Overcoming the odds. Rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. The Saturday night game, Joe, another good one. Man, all three of these standalone games to start the holiday week are good. You got the Colts and Jonathan Taylor at Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Ross, some running backs might be replaceable. Many running backs might be replaceable. 
Jonathan Taylor is not replaceable. Jonathan Taylor matters. Carson Wentz had pro football focuses worst passing grade of the season last week. 5 of 12 passing with a touchdown and an interception. The touchdown was on a little flip pass. And yet they win because Jonathan Taylor is a badass. Um, here is the stats. Wentz's pass attempts and wins, 25.6. Wentz's pass attempts and losses, 41.5. Now, you know, there is a little correlation there with, that doesn't necessarily mean causation because if you got Jonathan Taylor, this is clear what they want to do. They want to run the football. They want to take the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands. The Eagles are probably not regretting that trade. They now are getting going to get the first-round pick, barring something utterly unforeseen. Um, it's Jonathan Taylor, really. And if you're playing one wide receiver here, it has to be Michael Pittman. Uh, he and Wentz couldn't get on the same page. Then Pittman got ejected last week. What a disaster. Jonathan Taylor, a bust for me. Maybe Michael Pittman. Um, just, just a horrible, horrible uh, fantasy team, with the exception of maybe the best player in all of fantasy football. Yes. How about Arizona? What the heck was that on Sunday, It was a disaster. And Kyler Murray is like the new Russell Wilson in that – and, I mean, Russell Wilson hasn't even been Russell Wilson this year. But every – when the Seahawks were were on their run of, like, being a really good team, a team somebody would consider, like, a a, a phenomenal team – Russell Wilson would every now and again just lay an egg. Just, and you're like, what the hell was that? That was what Kyler Murray did last week. And it was frustrating because Kyler Murray, the week beforehand, he's running for two touchdowns. And we're like, well, if he's uh, if he's not healthy, I mean, he wouldn't be running. Well, what does he do against the, the Lions? He's got four carries for three yards. Um, the Their five first-half drives gained 74 yards. Um it's obviously um, a different offense without DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz, and A.J. Green are all very good fantasy options, though, without um, without uh, DeAndre Hopkins in there. And with Chase Edmonds back, James Conner played on just 44% of the snaps, while Edmonds was on the field for 39%. They benched them both for, for Jonathan Ward in the, in the fourth quarter. In weeks 9 through 14, James Conner played on 85% of the Cardinals' snaps. Chase Edmonds coming back put a huge dent in that, and I know Conner was banged up, which could have had something to do with it. I wonder if they go away from that a little bit, though, because they couldn't get their run game going at all. James Conner was somebody who was really a, uh, a consistent option for them. Was not the case last week against the Detroit Lions. Moving on to the Sunday slate. And we'll start with the Giants at the Eagles. Mm. Uh, Jalen Hurts might end up winning somebody a fantasy championship. Uh, the Eagles' run game is just incredible right now. What did I tell you uh, uh, earlier in the season, Ross? I said if Jalen Hurts starts 17 games, which he's not going to, by the way, he would be a top five overall fantasy quarterback. And I I think I underestimated. I really do because Jalen Hurts has been um, – Really great for fantasy. He has 10 rushing touchdowns. Um, By the way, he's sixth overall in fantasy points despite missing a game. All five in front of him have played 14 games. So so that just shows you where Jalen Hurts is. He's got three games left. He has an outside shot to tie or break 
the all-time record for quarterback rushing touchdowns, which is 14. He's got 10 right now. He is their goal line back, okay? Miles Sanders doesn't have a touchdown this year because when they get inside the red zone, while they like Jordan Howard there, but they especially like Jalen Hurts, he's been great. Um, Their run game is just – Ross, I mean, third down to their third string left guard and right guard last night against Washington, and they're still mauling people. Um, they're go- what are they going to do? They're going to run the ball here. They ran the ball last time against the Giants. Uh, and, you know, um, uh, Jalen Hurts had three bad turnovers in that game. It was the worst game of his career. Last night, Jalen Hurts, as a passer, played as good a game as I've seen him play. The, he threw a dot uh, on the touchdown pass to Greg Ward. Um, uh, the, the interception obviously wasn't on him. Dallas Goddard dropped it. It went off his foot. Um, so I think, I think Hertz played a great game as a passer. He was obviously great as a runner. He's always great as a runner and the giants. Now, I mean, I know they beat the Eagles the last time out. Joe judge is out here saying, we're not going to announce who our starting quarterback is until later in the week. I'm sure the Eagles are shaking in their boots, worried that they're going to face the uh, two headed monster of Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm. I think the Eagles are well positioned to win this game at home. Miles Sanders is an RB1 right now. Um, just hope he gets in the end zone. Uh, Devontae Smith is more of a wide receiver three. But I put this question out there earlier today. How many tight ends would you take over Dallas Goddard next year? You might be able to count him on one hand. Um, he's been dominant since the Zach Ertz trade. He's been excellent. Um, Should have had a bigger game last night. He had a couple of drops. Um, I think Dallas Goddard is somebody who's going to win you fantasy championships as well. What do we need to know about the Giants, Joe? Well, Canarius Tony is back in the building, um, but, of course, he's been dealing with the world's worst quad injury. And then on top of that, he got COVID last week. So Joe Judge is saying we got to see where he's at physically. Um, uh, I think he's healthy sickness-wise, but they need to see where he's at physically. They obviously need him because Sterling Shepard tore his Achilles uh, last week. He's not going to play. Kenny Galladay's been a ghost. He's going to have a matchup with Darius Slay, which is obviously – not a good news for, for Kenny Galladay. Um, the New York Giants right now, I mean, maybe you play Evan Ingram. And I think Devontae Booker and Saquon Barkley are both kind of RB2 flex plays. Those guys are rotating, and um, I think that's all the Giants are going to do. They have a really tough go of it. We've got the L.A. Rams at the Minnesota Vikings. Cooper Cup is a is a Greek god. Yeah, he's uh, 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 John Hansen called him a football nerd. He's out, uh, and I think he's uh, he's just phenomenal. And I mean, Matthew Stafford just looks for him on every play. Teams know where the ball's going, and it still doesn't matter. Um, very clearly, if the Los Angeles Rams get a lead, they are going to use Sony Michelle as their lead back. I mean, and Michelle was more effective than Daryl Henderson last night. 18 carries for 92 yards. He also had two for 23 in the passing game. So Sony Michelle is the back you want here from the LA Rams. Obviously, Minnesota's got problems in the secondary. They cut Bashad Breeland for throwing a hissy fit. Um, so I think Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham have some upside in this game. I know those guys outside of Cup didn't need to do a whole lot last night against the the corpse of the Seattle Seahawks, but um, but I think it's a good spot for all those guys. And Matthew Stafford is one of those five quarterbacks I talked about who has more fantasy points than Jalen Hurts this year. Interesting. Okay, what about the Vikings on the other side? Well, let's keep an eye on the status of Adam Thielen, uh, which which will uh, color whether or not K.J. Osborne is in lineups. Didn't really do much for you anyway. How about this? 
Minnesota Vikings, man. The entire Chicago starting secondary is either hurt or on the COVID list. Kirk Cousins throws for 87 yards. Where does this come from? I don't mean, come on. I, I, I don't know what, what, what the hell else to say. Uh, Justin Jefferson's probably going to draw a heck of a lot of Jalen Ramsey in this game, especially if Thielen can't play. So keep an eye on the status of that. You play Dalvin Cook. Um, you might be worried about Kirk Cousins at this point, but he's a viable starter. I don't know how much I take away from that game in Chicago. That was an utter slop fest last week for the Vikings and the Bears. Um, the Vikings are one of those narrow fantasy teams. I think the decision you have to make, and fortunately this is an early Sunday game, is Thielen or Osborne. I don't know what uh, Thielen's status is just yet. Before we get to Buffalo at New England, I want to make sure everyone knows this holiday season, if you need to get something for your car, AutoZone is the place to do it. If you're more of a today person, and want to get what you need ASAP, then you can order online and pick it up fast with their free same-day store pickup. If you're more of a tomorrow person, or it's a job that can wait a bit, you can order what you need on AutoZone.com with free next-day delivery. You can even order as late as 10 p.m., and your package will arrive the next day right on time. Every car is different. That means every car job is too. That's why AutoZone offers you more ways to shop your way. Oh, and they've also got over 6,000 stores nationwide ready to help you at a moment's notice. So you got that going for you too, which is nice. So next time you're starting a job, start up by shopping your way at AutoZone.com with their free same-day pickup and free next-day delivery. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, Joe. Who's getting in the zone? Buffalo, New England. Obviously not Cole Beasley. No, uh, Cole Beasley is on the COVID list. Um, uh, and he will not play because he tested positive and is unvaccinated. Um, I The one thing that I'm w- wondering is why did the Bills go so out of their way to, pl- to get Emmanuel Sanders and then play him ahead of Gabriel Davis? Gabriel Davis, Ross, I don't know. You watch this guy. All he does is make plays every time he gets an opportunity. You know, he scored two touchdowns last week. I really like him as a as a wide receiver two, th- uh, three in this game because you have to imagine J.C. Jackson, the top corner for the Patriots, is going to occupy himself with, uh, with uh, Stephon Diggs in this game. So I'm looking at Gabe Davis having an opportunity to make some plays in this game. He tied Stephon Diggs and routes run. Could we finally feel like Lucy with the football? But could we finally have somebody the Bills are have as halfway trustworthy in this backfield? Devin Singletary, 22 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. He catches the ball for 10 yards. They make Zach Moss a healthy scratch. Singletary had a 93% snap rate last week after 82% in week 14. I got to tell you. Maybe they've just decided, let's just, it's not ideal, but let's just play one back, the guy we think's our best, and we might have some semblance of a run game right now. That's an interesting guy to watch here for Buffalo. Uh, the last game between these two teams, obviously throw it out because of the conditions of that game. Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good point. Um, man, it's going to be a wild game. That's a huge game, Joe. Yeah, it's huge. And now let's look at New England. I think there is a lot of people who 
might be sitting at home in their fantasy playoffs because of Ramondre Stevenson's utter flop against Indianapolis. You know, um, he and Damian Harris had been splitting carries, and you know, oh man, Ramondre Stevenson, he's gonna he's gonna get the whole backfield to himself. Well, they come out and they're playing from behind early, which is not good news. I mean, you you've got you're down twenty to nothing. You're I mean, you're down fourteen nothing at the end of the first quarter, which is not good news for Stevenson. Anyway, he has ten carries for thirty six yards. He also fumbled again, his second fumble of the year. And if you'll remember, he was benched. Actually, was made a healthy scratch early uh, this season because of of fumbles and other mistakes. We'll see what happens if Damian Harris gets back in, um, gets back in the uh, the lineup here. Brandon Bolden doubled up Stevenson in routes uh, last week, and look, they're going to want to run the football. But if Damian Harris is available to play in this game, I think the guy who's going to get the carries is going to be Harris. Um, Stevenson did not have a great game last week, so just keep an eye on that. Um, Mac Jones throws 45 passes against the Colts. Hunter Henry scored both of the touchdowns. So I think Hunter Henry is obviously a tight end. You probably want to play just because of his touchdown equity. His leading wide receiver in yards was Nikhil Harry at 52. Not really a whole lot here you can trust at the wide receiver position uh, for the New England Patriots. Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, these guys aren't even playing full-time snap shares. Jacoby Myers is a wide receiver four as a slot receiver, but this is a team in the Patriots that obviously is going to come out and want to run the ball against the Bills the way they did a couple of weeks ago. I feel like, uh, Joe, there's a lot to discuss as it relates to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, Godwin, there is. They're playing the Carolina Panthers. Godwin the torn ACL. Fournette's reportedly out for the rest of the regular season. Evans has the injury. I mean, th- this is going to affect people. Yeah. Look, um, Ronald Jones is like a fantasy dingleberry, okay? He's just hanging around. Nobody wants him there. But when the starter has been out in the Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones era, Ronald Jones has been very productive. The Chargers, week four last year, 128 scrimmage yards without Leonard Fournette. Week five last year, 125 scrimmage yards without Leonard Fournette. Week six last year, 121 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns without Leonard Fournette. Week 14 last year, 84 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. Ronald Jones, this is where we're at, baby, is potentially a league winner. And if you're looking for a wide receiver to pick up, Tyler Johnson was a slot god in college at Minnesota. He's got the opportunity to be such now with Chris Godwin on the IR for the rest of the season. Could be a breakout party for Tyler Johnson, and and I mean, unfortunately for Chris Godwin, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, but if Tyler Johnson becomes a big part of the offense down the stretch and into the playoffs as the Bucs obviously want to make go on a Super Bowl run, it could make Chris Godwin expendable uh, for next season. He is a free agent, unfortunately for him, coming off the ACL tear, which is just brutal timing for him. I feel awful for him. Also got to keep an eye on the status of Mike Evans, but here's who I think is going to get the ball. The guy hasn't done... A thing right for 10 weeks. It's A-B season, baby. It's time for Antonio Brown. He's coming back. A-B and Gronk are going to get the ball. Do not bother picking up Le'Veon Bell. I know they signed him. Don't bother picking him up. Carolina is a tough watch, Joe. Carolina's offense is a really tough watch. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's bad right now. They can't run the ball. Um, Chuba Hubbard's just a guy. Uh, Cam can't throw the ball. Um, 
I mean, I think the the problem was Paul. Uh, Paul Paul's my Sunday co-host, Ross. You can see my brain's a scrambled egg right now. Um, Ross, the problem is like I I know they fired Joe Brady. I don't know how much Joe Brady had an impact on whether or not this offense was going to be good or not. But I mean, it, here's the deal with Cam. You you can play him and hope he scores a rushing touchdown. Um, Amir Abdullah gets in the he looks better than Chuba Hubbard to me. Um. This is a team where I don't really want to trust anybody. They try to get the ball in the hands of Robbie Anderson. Maybe he busts off a big play as a wide receiver three. DJ Moore's kind of a wide receiver three at this point. At least he gets the targets. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is a touchdown-dependent flex option for me. It is a really bad football team, and you can't run the ball on the Buccaneers, which is really bad news for the Carolina Panthers because they can't throw the ball. So it's going to be a world of hurt for Carolina against a pissed-off Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Yeah, that's that's not a good spot for them. Um, what about we do have the Jags playing at the Jets? Robert Sala just tested positive for COVID. Not sure that that makes a difference nah, in uh, terms of it. I mean, are there any fantasy guys that we should know about in this entire football game? Well, I mean, Michael Carter Sala comes out last week and says, "Oh, he's going to play and he's going to play a lot." <laughs> he splits carries with Tevin Coleman. Um, he ran just 15 routes on the 35 Jets passing plays. Um, Zach Wilson doesn't check the ball down to running backs anyway. Um, I, there, there's nothing. I mean, I, I just I, – I, I, look, I, Michael Carter can be a flex play for you. Maybe Jamison Crowder, who ran a route on every one of Zach Wilson's dropbacks last week. But, I mean – we're in week 16, Ross. This is your league. Maybe it's your league championship, depending on if your league didn't change its settings. Um Michael Carter and Jamison Crowder are the only two viable Jets, and I would rather play them in 14-team leagues than anything else. And then we look at the Jaguars. Um, at the very least, Daryl Bevel stuck to his word. Um, James Robinson was the true bet bell cow. He was the starter. He played 84% of the snaps um, and got 21 touches, both of which were highs since week six. Um, he's got the glorious matchup here. The glorious matchup of, of running against the Jets. I mean, James Robinson is going to be DFS chalk this week. He's going to be ranked as an RB1. Let's just hope he avoids the COVID bug because Travis Etienne was put on the list. So hopefully that's uh, hopefully that's part of uh, – that's something that we can avoid this week. Trevor Lawrence, what? He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in like, I don't know, four weeks or something like that. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy was his leading receiver last, last week. Um, trying to – pull up trevor lawrence because i know it i know it is uh brutal uh let's see here trevor lawrence yeah okay so here's the deal over his last seven games trevor lawrence has one touchdown and five interceptions now four of the interceptions came in one game but man he's really struggling he's being asked to do a lot i i just hope that he hasn't been totally broken by this god-awful offense detroit's at atlanta Craig Reynolds season, Joe. It is Craig Reynolds season. We've got Craig Reynolds, baby. Cookstown, PA. We got the uh, the PSAC conference representing with Craig Reynolds. Uh, with DeAndre Smith and Jamal at, uh, Williams out, he's handled 38 of their 53 running back carries and is averaging 5.3 yards per carry over the last two weeks. Fantastic showing for Craig Reynolds, and he is going to make Jamal Williams expendable this offseason. He has played very well. Lions been able to run the ball a little bit. And Ross, you were talking about Cooper Cup, a little Hunter Renfro action, maybe. How about Amon Ross St. Brown? 
throwing his hat in that ring, probably more in the Renfro ring than the cup ring because he's not doing anything downfield. But over the last three weeks, 10 for 86 and a touchdown, 8 for 73, and then 8 for 90 and a touchdown for Amon Ross St. Brown. He's running the majority of his routes from the slot, but he's also getting a little bit of burn as an outside receiver. He and Josh Reynolds have actually given Jared Goff something he can lean on in the passing game, even with TJ Hawkinson on IR. So Amon Ross St. Brown is a weekly starter right now, especially if you're in a PPR league. And Josh Reynolds is somebody who you can throw in there and think maybe he's going to make a, a play down the field. It is preposterous to me that the Tennessee Titans, with the status of their receiving core, cannot find a spot for, for Josh Reynolds in that offense because he's come alive and he's really helped open up that Detroit passing game. He certainly has. What about Atlanta on the other side? Atlanta is a complete rotational team right now. Um, Cordero Patterson's being used as a running back almost exclusively. Over the last four games, Mike Davis has run more routes than Cordero Patterson, a former wide receiver. And over, and over the last two weeks, Cordero Patterson has turned in four catches for six yards. He has become a very touchdown-dependent running back right now, which is unfortunate. Uh, Russell Gage, after going after putting up a goose egg against Dallas in Week 9, Russell Gage is averaging 17.1 PPR points per game over his last five contests. He must be in your lineup. He's a wide receiver, too, right now. Gage and Kyle Pitts are the top two targets for Atlanta. Uh, Gage with 47 over the last five weeks. Kyle Pitts with 38. Kyle Pitts still a mediocre tight end one who has just one touchdown on the year, but overall is actually getting the usage you like to see from your tight end. He's just not getting in the box. PicksWise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe, let's talk... We got two more games here in episode one. A lot of games this week, obviously. No buys, no nothing. We've got the Chargers at the Texans. Let's start with the Texans, Ross, because this is one uh, like I don't even want to talk. Uh, it's Brandon Cooks or Bust, okay? But anyway, they currently have 15 players on the COVID list, and David Culley just said there could be more. So there's your Texans breakdown. Uh, and Brand it's Brandon Cooks or Bust anyway, but there's your breakdown with the Houston Texans. Okay, how about for the Chargers? Okay, well, they have a key player on the COVID list. That's Austin Eckler. Um, so keep an eye on his status. Obviously, they already had Keenan Allen. Hopefully, Keenan Allen doesn't get it again. I, um, but they already they already lost Keenan Allen for a game, uh, did the Chargers. But this is a spot for the Chargers to come out and bounce back from a really, really des- uh, desperate loss. I mean, uh, a horrible loss for them. Keep it, Now, Justin Jackson needs to be picked up in your league, in, whether or not you have Austin Eckler. Because he could be a, a, an RB1 here if Austin Eckler doesn't play. But obviously, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, 
big time options for you this week against a bad Texan defense. Maybe throw Jalen Guyton in there if you need somebody to make a play. Uh, we'll see what, what the COVID situation is here because the Texans are hugely affected by it. The Chargers have a key player on the COVID list, which means you have to go pick up Justin Jackson if you have Austin Eckler or even if you don't. Last but not least, curious about this one. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Tell you what. I'm not saying that he's better. That I think that would be incredibly foolish to say. But Tyler Huntley's kind of outplayed Lamar Jackson the last number of weeks. Like, at least with the, with the Jackson that we were seeing before he went down with the injury. And as somebody who's got Mark Andrews on a bunch of fantasy teams, I am all for it. Here are Mark Andrews' lines with Tyler Hunt, Huntley at quarterback. 8 for 73, 11 for 115 and a touchdown, 10 for 136 and two touchdowns. I posed this question on Twitter, and I got an overwhelming response of no. And the question was, if you have Mark Andrews in Dynasty, would you accept Kyle Pitts straight up for him? What would you do, Ross, in a Dynasty league where you keep your roster forever? Would you take Kyle Pitts straight up for Mark Andrews? No, I'd rather have Mark Andrews. Yeah. So I only really plan two to three years out in a dynasty. I think it's kind of foolish beyond that. But Andrews has been awesome this year. And he now gets a Bengal defense that just got absolutely crushed by the Denver tight ends, Fant and Alberto for eight for 115, and George Kittle for 13, 151, and a touchdown over the last two weeks. This is a huge matchup for Mark Andrews, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley at quarterback. And last week, though, one thing that I am just utterly disgusted by. Latavius Murray came out of nowhere last week and led the backfield in both carries and targets. He had one carry in week 14. Devontae Freeman had been developing into like a bell cow. I don't know what the deal was last week, but please make it stop. I don't know why. There was no explanation for that. There was no way to anticipate that. That 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 really sickened me last week, Ross. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I bet it did. What about for the Bengals? <sighs> They're kind of a tough team to get a hold on. First and foremost, make sure Samaj P. Ryan isn't on your waiver wire because Joe Mixon picked up an ankle injury. Um his floor is really low when he doesn't score a touchdown. He had nine straight games with a touchdown, but over the last two weeks, he hasn't scored, and he's had just 58 yards rushing in both. Um, but they're calling way too many first-down runs, and they're so predictable. Um, I think they really need to open up the playbook, take some shots down the field to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase on early downs. Um, I, I feel like the Bengals have all the pieces in place, but they, it just feels like they got the wrong conductor in the train. I, I gotta be honest. I just don't, I don't see them as a very inventive team in terms of play calling. Um, very predictable, not putting their guys in the best position to succeed, but uh, keep an eye on the status of Joe Mixon because that one is obviously critical. The Ravens are decimated in the secondary with injuries and COVID issues. So um, that that's obviously a good sign for Joe Burrow, but um, it was a good sign for Aaron Rodgers last week. But I really would like to see the Bengals be more creative and aggressive with that passing game. His name is Joe Dolan. Check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan, the fantasy gangster. And go to his site, fantasypoints.com. Use the code 21FEAST. You'd be blown away 
with the wealth of information that they have over there. It's impressive and uh, a lot more affordable, quite frankly, than some of the other sites that are out there. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always check us out video as well. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. One episode down. We'll get ready for the late games, the Sunday Nighter and the Monday Nighter next here. I think we're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 